This week on the BAMFcast, we revisit one of our favorite directors and come out ahead. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Episode 59. Holy shit. Damn, son. Damn, and a fitting finale yes, for our horror month. To Shocktober, Rocktober. Shocktober. Hollow Scream. <laughs> no, not Hollow Scream. Please. October. Right. Yes, October. It happens every the 10th year. month. About this time. So, mm-hmm. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the beach. And in case you're just joining us for some strange reason, what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is we delve into the depths of shitty movie archives, pluck one out, polish it off, put it on the TV, watch it. Then we come in here and talk about it for about 30 minutes. Then we rate said shitty movie. One, two, five jocks. It's a big, good, bad movie, an enjoyable one after Robot Jocks. And if it's a bad, bad movie, as in Stay Away, it gets one to five bags, as in douchebags from Twilight. Douche. So that's it. I'm glad we didn't call it douche canoes. Okay. So we could have one to five canoes. One to five canoes. Uh, I kind of like it. But anyway. So this uh, is our final week of the uh, Halloween month of October. Uh, we decided to go with one of our old standbys and watch Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Yay! Stuart Gordon's H.P. Lovecraft's right. Reanimator. Stuart Gordon, H.P. Lovecraft's uh, Jeffrey Combs's Magnum you know, Opus. Magnum Opus. Reanimator. Reanimator. Um, which, <clears throat> gonna go and say off right off the bat, some people may be going, oh, not a bad movie, but come on. it It's pretty damn campy, but yeah. it does not fall under the shitty movie character category i think no not necessarily but i mean it, you know like all Stuart gordon things this isn't like gonna win a palm d'or or anything mm-hmm. like that you know it's it's not reaching for some higher meaning right, right exactly it wants to show you some gore and give you a few laughs I and let you have agree. a good time i agree i just realized something really bizarre What's that? looking i i apparently i've never looked at the writing credits of Stuart gordon the man wrote honey i shrunk the kids what yeah I, I didn't realize this. You never noticed that. I never noticed that. I've, I've only ever looked at his director credits. Apparently. Genius. He didn't, he didn't write "Honey, I Blew Up the Kid," though, did he? Yes. Oh, he did. Uh huh. Oh, Stewart. They probably made him. It could have been characters. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Okay. But who knows? We'll give him a pass. I'm not going to look any further into anyway, it. Anyway. Anyway. This movie, the important one, the one that we're doing right now. Let's get a plot summary out of the way. Why don't you do that? Okay. Good job. A medical student returns from Austria after working in regenerative experiments with a well-known scientist who died under mysterious circumstances. He enrolls at Miskatonic University, where he begs to differ with his professor on issues of the time of death, and eventually enlists his roommate to help him continue experiments on reanimating the dead, based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, so it kind of... It's kind of part Frankenstein movie, part, part zombie movie. All the things the kids like. Crazy mad scientist movie. Yeah. Part buckets of gore movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. 25 gallons worth of gore. Yes. Well, of fake blood specifically. Yes. Sweet. That's what we like. So, yeah. Um, long time Stuart Where Gordon to start? Uh, <laughs> uh, collaborator Jeffrey Combs uh, plays. Herbert West. Herbert West, who's basically the reanimator. He's the kid back from having worked with. Dr. Hans Gruber in Austria. What? Yeah. Dr. Gruber. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. No. So. However, 
Dr. Gruber does not get tossed off a building. No. In this one. He suffers a pretty equally <laughs> terrible fate, however. Because the, the very, like, in, yeah. like, the cold open of the movie. The movie like, opens and, you know, you're in Austria. You get, like, two, I mean, literally two seconds of setup. It's, like, something hospital, you know, University of Austria, Austria and, and it's doctors, it's doctors, in what's the matter? You know, the, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, like, oh, yeah, Swiss, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought he said he was in Austria. No, he's Switzerland. Okay. I think. Well, it said he returned from Austria in this. Oh, it could be wrong. Who knows? Whatever. It's in Europe. Europe. <laughs> Zurich. Right. Zurich, in, in Zurich. Zurich University Institute of Medicine in Switzerland. Yeah. So, fuck. It's not Austria. Yeah. Somebody's wrong. Hans Gruber. So, anyway, they're trying to bust in the door because there's all kinds of crazy shit going on behind this door. Lots of screaming. And the, you know, the head nurse has got the police, two policemen with her and there's shit going behind the door and they're just like, what's going on, doctor? Doctor, can you hear me? And they break down the door and mm-hmm. you see Jeffrey Combs uh, West standing there with a, a syringe in his hand and the doctor's just convulsing on the floor. And, yeah, and he's trying to check his vital signs or yeah, something. He's like, I'm not, it's not done. We need more or something like that. Or mm-hmm. I gave him too much or something, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then the guy gets up screaming and his face is all contorting. And, and he starts kind of expanding and yeah. his eyes go... <laughs> yeah, his eyes blow up all over the head nurse. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> animate yeah. reanimator. There's your title sequence then. Yeah, because we had we had the um we had the unrated cut. Yes. Not the R rated Yeah, cut. I believe that's what's on, on DVD. Yeah. Is I think I'm glad we went for the unrated cut. Yeah, I think the R rated only probably existed on TV and maybe like VHS. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she blows up and they're like, You killed him, you killed him. He's like, No, I didn't. <laughs> How did he put it? He goes like, I, I don't know. He's a smug I son of a bitch. Life. So, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I gave him is, life. He is kind of douchey. Yeah. But in kind of the right smarmy. He's, he's like a know-it-all douchey. Yeah. He's in, in a good like smarmy scientist way though. It's just, mm-hmm. he he's hilarious in that way. Um, yeah. That's just kind of his thing. Yeah. So they, they yeah, reanimate her and then fun opening credits where they basically steal Significant portions of the music from Psycho Mm -hmm. and show lots of medical neon colored medical charts. Yes. Maps of the brain. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And and also the, the biggest neon thing in the movie is the reanimator juice itself. Mm -hmm. The reagent is tasty. Basically a cracked open glow stick. I mean, it's just bright. Yeah. I mean, like it lights them up when they're holding it in front of them. In fact, a little bit later, you know, this is jumping ahead in the movie, but there's a point where they enter the morgue and, you know, BJ was kind of having a little OCD moment where he's like, turn on the damn lights. And then you kind of realize why they don't, <laughs> because it's so much more dramatic when they reach in the bag and pull out glowy. Yeah. Pull know, out their, stuff. their vial of predator blood. Yeah, they very easily could have reached over and turned the lights on, but dramatic effect. They don't turn the lights on at all in this movie. Not. And why much? No. Cause you got glowy juice and yeah, it's more fun. Yeah. But we basically, we get back to the U S we yeah. established that you've got, um, Kane mm-hmm. who is kind of, kind of the good guy in the movie. Yeah, you know, you know, he's like the the straight arrow. Hey, he's the ace medical student. He's trying to save this person's life. And would he be a like? Is that a tight cannon? Is that the opposite of loose cannon? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It's a straight arrow. Oh, straight arrow. Okay, straight it's arrow. Loose straight cannon. arrow versus gotcha. loose cannon. But but yeah, so he's established as kind of like the good guy. He's got the well, except he's, he, the, he's kind of breaking a little bit of the rules because he's dating slash engaged yes. to the to the dean's daughter of the medical school that he's mm-hmm. attending, and uh, apparently uh, they're off. You know, having some hanky panky behind the dean's yeah. back is where we get our first gratuitous nudity shot. Sure, yeah, which was weird because 
they set it up like they weren't going to show her naked because like there's this shot where they're in bed, which would, by the way, was a terrific cut. Yeah, yeah because they, uh, oh, that was the best. That, she, they show him post on the wall. He posts roommate needed. He's just looking right. at it. She sneaks around the corner and kind of surprises him. Yeah, and he grabs her and starts kind of smothering. Start she, kind she's of she's like, no, out. no, 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 no. And then it cuts to, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's that a was, fantastic That was cut. awesome. That was a good cut. But uh, yeah, no, they, they cut around like weird. Like all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're fucking and like you kind of get that like blanket out of nowhere. Like the sheets all of a sudden kind of mm-hmm. over her chest. But then she just gets up out of bed and it's like, oh, yeah. here I am <laughs> naked. It was just kind of weird. Like, you know, normally when they, they do the mysterious appearing sheet thing, mm-hmm. it's like, because they're not going to have any nudity, but yeah, that's plenty more like, to come. Nope, nudity yeah. time. Anyway. So yeah, um, he, uh, he was looking for a roommate and right after this West, who we've, we've briefly met and seen that he does not agree with, I, I guess he's like the, one of the head doctors or professors or whatever teaching doctor. Cause it looks like they're yeah. probably in the residency portion of medical school or something. Yeah. It, yeah. He's like the head Discotonic is like a teaching hospital, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess, but he's like like Dr. Carl Hill. Yeah. Played by David Gale, who is the he's kinda like the he's kinda like the head mortician almost. Yeah, Not I guess, mortician or, is the wrong word, know. but like he does he performs all the autopsies. You're right. Well he's a he's a Medical researching examiner. he's the yeah. Quincy. Yeah. Well he's a <laughs> Quincy. I think he's a like a researching uh neurologist. He's doing research and that's why he's always in the autopsy room mm-hmm. poking right. at brains. Yeah, showing people trying how to, to find where the will is in the mind. Showing, <laughs> showing the kids the proper way to peel back skin. Oh, <laughs> to yeah. get at the brain. Yeah. glove. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing we noticed is man, they love their sound effects. Oh, yeah. in this movie, squishy sound effects galore and good ones, mm-hmm. really good ones. Yeah, there yeah. are some juicy like when he's just peeling back the skull mm-hmm. and like pulling the brain out and kind of pulling out the bone saw <laughs> and bone saw cutting into the brain and and then he's holding the brain in his hand for like a good two minutes just talking about all the things about the brain and then he turns around. I, this is what finally made me giggle is like he drops it in a pan. And it's just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just a really a, good one, a really good splat. Yeah, when he drops that brain in there. But the whole time, like you know, you can see that uh, West and and Hill do not get along and yeah, do not well, agree. What, well, the first time West meets him, he's right. just like, you ripped off yeah. all of Gruber's research. Right. Some people would call it plagiarism. It's like... In Europe, they call it plagiarism. <laughs> and then you're just like, dude, that is not the way to get an A. Nope. <laughs> not the way he's to... Not, he's not big on making friends, up. really. No. Right off the bat, so... But yeah, so they they, uh, they don't they don't get along and that kind of obviously comes back later. But... uh who comes looking to fill the roommate position, but creepy, you know, West who has already kind of met Kane very briefly mm-hmm. once before. And so he immediately comes and, and starts looking around. He's like, does this place have a basement? Yeah. <laughs> so he comes down in the Whenever. basement and just starts looking around. He's like, Hmm, yes, this will do nicely. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. yeah. Note to everyone. Right. If you're a new roommate, checks out your basement first and then says that it's perfect yeah. while looking around creepily. That's not the roommate you want. No. You need to post your ad again. Right. Actually, you need to stab that person to yeah. death. Also, if they <laughs> just and to then be post sure. your ad again. Unless you're in college, do not allow mini fridges in people's rooms uh, with your roommates. Just uh, FYI. That's kind of acceptable. No. No, no, no. That's not, a sign of laziness. Well, if, you, if you let... That's either a sign of laziness and or creepiness Psychosis. well there's also the paranoia thing like uh, i had a i had a mini fridge because i didn't trust my roommates at this one house that's what i'm saying you need different roommates well yeah but 
<laughs> you were the creepy one in the basement, weren't you? No, I I was actually. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this real quick. I was the one who had a room. There mm-hmm. were five people living in this three bedroom house. I think they call that one, a flop house. Please continue. Everybody was paying. They rent. call it a hostel. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Everybody was paying rent. So okay. Um, one guy lived in the attic, okay. and one guy lived in the living room. Lived in the living room yeah. on the couch. I was. Was he I, the guy on the couch? He didn't. No, no. he actually had a a mattress and mm. like a curtain. Okay. Um, I paid rent, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was a good roommate. The rest of the people were weird. I really needed to move out at that point. You know, really, whenever you're the different one in whatever situation, you're the one that's weird. And it's kind of like if you can't <laughs> spot the sucker in the roommate situation. Right. Oh, you room, are no, the I sucker. Can, I can spot the suckers All and right. the weirdos. Right? But yeah, but anyway, you did not have a roommate. No. Like Herbert West. No, no, you did not. Not Hopefully that I not. know of. The guy in the attic was. Yeah. But yeah, we don't have basements in Florida. So maybe, maybe the attic's the way the creepy guys go here. Yeah, I think so. But either way, Megan, Megan, the girlfriend does not. No. She is freaked out by him. I think you need to talk about this. Yeah. The clenched teeth talk. Yeah. And Herbert's just like, there's nothing to discuss. Here's my money. (laughs) Yeah. Until he whips out cash. Yeah. Hmm? You'll see, you will only see me on the first of the month. Yes. With cash. Thus proving this is based in American horror movie myth. The greed wins out. Mm Mm-hmm. Dan's just like, hey, that works. Yeah. Dan's got a pretty big house for a med student. That's kind of yeah. what I had never and quite figured apparently out. being solely dependent on his student loan. Yeah. But whatever. There's a little, weird there's, there's a little bit of plot holes here and there mm-hmm. from just, to go, just you know, science and financial and everything else. Yeah. So anyway, then he's stuck with him as his roommate and proceeds to go back, do the rounds, all that. And then Megan's still freaked out a little bit. They They also established that Dr. Hill, uh, David Gale's character, the autopsy dude, is kind of like creepy about her. Just like, a little like bit. he gives it like they're having dinner and he just gives this really long toast about how beautiful she is and how everyone gets caught up in her spell whenever they get near her. And she's like, Yeah. Okay, I'm going now. Thanks. That was cool. I appreciate that. I'm not I'll drinking be- this wine from this toast. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I did not notice the roofie you dropped no. in it. I'm just not thirsty, thank you. But yeah, so she's she's hanging out with Dan, and she gets she's and then she's doing the you know the irrational woman thing where sure. she's just like something's not right, something is just not right. And he's like, "What, baby? Spider sense? It's loving time, yeah. you know." And she's like, "No, it is not loving time. There is something wrong here. Where's your cat?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's like, "Wait, what?" Like, he's like, I'm wondering where your cat is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean, oh, my oh, actual yeah. cat. Right. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so then they spend, I swear to God, what feels like a solid 10 minutes going, walking around the house going, Rufus, Rufus, where are you? Rufus, Rufus. So then, of course, she goes into Herbert's room. Sure. Very slowly. He's got a mini fridge. Yep. Doesn't the door kind of opens almost by itself? I think she kind of knocks and it sort of opens, kind of gives way. Thus establishing why sh- Herbert should lock the door. Sure. When you're a reanimator, you lock the door, people. <laughs> if you're going yeah. to be that doing all, we, we, yeah. we like to give going to be doing zombification both experiments. Yeah. Both lock sides. your doors, Just please. Good advice all around, yeah. you know. But yeah, how so, to avoid reanimators and how to be a better one. So she looks around and for whatever reason opens up the fridge, and of course in the mini fridge. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Only Rufus. not so meow. No, not so more. Yeah. More. Yeah. Rufus is a little rigid. She flips out. And of course, this is exactly the time that 
Jeffrey Combs shows back up. That That's what happens in yeah. these kind of movies. Yeah. And Dan's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she's doing the whole hysterical can't speak thing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he, yeah. And then <laughs> the explanation he gives is that, well, the cat somehow got its head stuck in a, in, in the, a in jar, the garbage in the jar, yeah, and suffocated. suffocated, and he didn't want them to find it sitting in the living room, so he put it. That was actually pretty funny. What did you yeah. want the note to say, cat? <laughs> you yeah. know, cat dead. Talk De- later. Cat dead. Details. <laughs> yeah, later. he's like, you could have called. You could have done something. <laughs> he said, "I knew you were a fond of it. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to be nice, even though I'm a weird and asshole." Yeah, yeah so sure. they actually buy his story. I, I actually buy that story. Yeah. I don't think he killed the cat. Do you? Yes. Yes. Really? I don't think he did. I think he killed the cat. I don't think he did at all. I think he found a dead cat. I think he killed it. There okay. is a zero percent chance he found that cat. Really? Oh, I. He killed the cat. I beg to differ. All right. I'd say one percent chance. No. That's absolute certainty. I say one percent of one percent chance. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I, I like to think the best so, of Doctor West. And really, from this point forward, they just go like the movie just like. They're like, we're done with setup. We're going now. So then the next, you know, later on the night, he he's, Dan wakes up, hears just like the screeching, howling noise. So, of course, then he grabs his bat and runs to the house. And he's like, the Herbert, wake up. The fuck's going on? You know, pounding on all the doors. Eventually, he kicks down the door and falls down the stairs into the basement. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a good plan. Yeah. And this is when. That's the best scene. In the this movie. is when we knew Part the movie of. had us right there is. He comes in and Herbert is flipping the fuck out. He's like screaming and thrashing around. And then he turns around and the cat is just like embedded on his back. Yep. And he's do- flipping out, reaching all around. Cat on my back, cat on my back, cat on my back. Mad cat, mad cat. <laughs> we have a mad cat alert here. So we have a mad cat situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Oh, no, yeah. Jesus God. <laughs> and then the cat is just like screeching the whole yep. time. And then they had, and then they like... Is does Dan yank it off and kind of throw it away? Like it, 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 they get sort it off of, yeah. in one way or another, and no, so then um, they spend a good. I think Herbert ripped it off his back and threw and it. Threw it because yeah. that's where oh the cat yeah the that's re- where the cat throwing began. Yeah, yeah the reanimated cat throwing. got thrown around several times. Yeah, so then they're searching around. It like it's a catastrophe. Dan's got his bat, and uh, Herbert's got a croquet mallet, and they're mm-hmm. just going around like trying to catch this cat. I just beating the shit out of everything in the basement too. Yeah. In the process. And, is- and the best part is like they've hit the light. So the light is swinging back and forth. So you never was get actually, good lighting in the room. That was a really cool scene. I really yeah. liked that. Yeah. Like that, that was just set up so well. And then Dan looks over, like it gets quiet all of a sudden and Dan starts creeping forward. And then they just have full screen ah, cat right in his face. <laughs> cat in my face. Cat in my Goes face. In his face. So he just grabs the cat and chucks it as hard as he can at the wall. And it's splat cat. And the cat just goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big stain yeah. on the wall. Cat slides down. Mm-hmm. That that scene could rival Sam Raimi action. I mean, that was right up there. Yeah, with, that was. I mean, without the extreme crazy camera angles, you know, there was a couple, mm-hmm. you know, choice ones, but. But it's all like, it's like, it's that perfect blend of just like. Humor and oh, like crazy gore yeah. and just hilariousness. Because that, at that point, he's like, you know, Dan is just like, what? fuck was that you know dude, and then, fuck dude and and herbert's just like in full-on mad scientist mode and he's just like <laughs> see yeah totally he's like, no i brought it back yeah. <laughs> dan's like what the, the like, how the no no he's you like, no you didn't you, no you tranced it you put it in a deep sleep and yeah just woke it up 
Yeah, he says he drugged like, it. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So he injects. So he, he injects, injects the, the son of a bitch again. <laughs> yes. And when he's like, he? and he's like, oh, "It's back's broken. He'll yeah. be fine. Not going anywhere." Yeah, yeah. I think he said something like, uh, "He can't. He can't tango. His back's broken." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But at some point, he goes like, "Dan, we can." I think he says, "Dan, we can bring him back to life." <laughs> the way he says "Dan" was really creepy. It's like, yeah. "Dan, but Dan." Dan. Gosh, yeah. Dan, so then, then the cat wakes crazy. up and is just like. Ah! <laughs> the cat's like, why the fuck did you bring me back? <laughs> oh, God, this hurts. <laughs> you broke my fucking back. What the? <laughs> God damn it. And, uh, and then, of course, right then is when Megan runs into the room. Of course. Which I love because it's, what, three in the morning right now? Sure. It's like, hey, I just want to drop by. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fuck is the cat doing alive? <laughs> that thing was in the fridge 20. What the fuck? <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> and, she then, and the best part is more, the best part know. is Dan yeah. is just like, uh, baby, we got to go upstairs. Uh, <laughs> gotta go. Don't, don't worry about the don't worry about the zombie cat on the table. Zombie cat, totally okay. Let's and go. Herbert the whole time just looks like more annoyed than anything that she showed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then he then he tries to tell the dean. Dan, it's like, yeah. That, I, I love how that scene goes. That's too. just that whole that, that's the one part of the movie that just comes off as extremely bizarre because it's just kind of like, hey, um, yeah, we kind of. Yeah, it's like this. Dan tries to do the right thing. He's like, he's telling him, like this is crazy, but yeah, holy shit. And the dean is immediately it's like, like, fuck you, yeah, you're out of like, here. Yeah. You're not seeing my daughter. You're not yeah. in the school anymore. Your loan's gone. That other fucker's just way gone. I'm not even gonna talk to him. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's like, like, I don't <laughs> need to send an apology letter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to burn that fucker if it shows up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So he, he flips out and then Dan's just like, wait, you just took my entire life away. Yeah. Right. Is, is that what just happened? <laughs> it, it, uh, it is. Uh, uh, all right. Mulligan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget I mentioned anything about the reanimation. Is it, is it April? Stuff. Is it? I, I don't know. Yeah. What day is it? <laughs> yeah. And then he like he's like, well, let's, let's just talk about this for a minute. He's like, we're done talking. Get the fuck out of my office. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> Only, only only. So then, then he's like, "Well, shit, I got nothing left to lose anymore. Let's reanimate some corpses. Why not? Why not?" So he and uh, he and Doctor West sneak down into the morgue. Yes, past the most inept security guard in movie history. That guy's awesome, though. Uh, he is, but it's yeah, just he, like, like he he does nothing except like nod at people coming yeah, by, kind of make some bad dead people jokes. His name yeah. was Mace, by the way. Mace. Mace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> real quick. Apparently, the entire text of um, the H.P. Lovecraft story from which this came mm-hmm. uh, is available online. Sweet. So you can search for it. Go for. Have you been reading it this yay. whole time? No, I haven't. I Go just found a hundred year old stories being free. Yay. Yep. Nobody needs to make money off yes. this. Nah. Oh God, they go. Unless he's been reanimated. <laughs> what? I mean, Lovecraft. <laughs> well, he just wake up and go. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Stop making yeah. movies of my shit. <laughs> yeah. So, but they decide. They decide we're gonna go to the morgue. We're gonna reanimate some corpses because we're gonna prove that this shit works. Because that's a good idea. Yeah. Because yeah. Because Dan apparently is big on throwing his life away even more. It's like <laughs> at this it's like point, point of no return, man. At this point, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Dan. Dan very quickly quits giving a fuck. Yeah. Once you take his once you take his his grant away, he's his scholarship. He's like, well, fuck you then. Yeah. You push the man too far. And yeah. then they proceed to make the worst choice. Yeah, they're looking ever. at all the bodies like, oh, he's been burned, yeah. shotgun blast to the head. That's mm. not going to work. 
Like yeah. this guy's perfectly fit yeah. in his early twenties and looks like he had a heart attack. He died like thirty minutes ago. And yeah. Oh fuck. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger's stunt double. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> folks. Yeah. It's already been established. When these things come back, they are pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you be? They are pissed off and they are freaking out. So what do you do? Let's pick the biggest one. Oh, shoot some juice in him. It's not working. Yeah, it's, just, it's not working. I'll it's been 20 more. seconds and it's not working. Consider the two options. Either you've been... Well, we're, we'll consider the two Judeo-Christian op- options. Either you've been in heaven... And you've just been theoretically, possibly, maybe brought back to life. Your body's been brought back to life, so Mm -hmm. you can say that you've been sucked back onto Earth. You're having a fucking good time. You'd be pissed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's season six of Buffy. Sure, whatever. (laughs) So, otherwise, you've been just been brought back from hell, and you are extremely pissed off that (laughs) you've been in hell. (laughs) That's season three. (laughs) I will punch you. I will punch you in the brain. I will rip your skull apart and punch you in the brain. And then I will reanimate you and punch you in the brain again. Either way, they are raging pissed. Yeah. So, of course, they pick Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double to reanimate. Keep pumping him full of juice. So, finally, he wakes up like, and and then, of course, at this point, the dean's like, I know Dan's here. We're going to, I told them not to let him back in the hospital. You know, he is just like, fuck Dan and everything Dan stands for. Fuck Dan's family. Fuck Dan's friends. Fuck everything that has to do with Dan. And then he's on a he's on a kick. So he's like has them announcing with Oscar like, Doctor Kane, please report to here. Security here, you know. So then he's like, dude, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. And you know, Herbert, he doesn't give two shits. Nah. He's just like, it's like, dude, you know why we came here, right? We're gonna reanimate some shit. So of course, at this point, the zombie just wakes up and. Proceeds to get raging pissed, start strangling both of them, chucking them against the wall. Yeah. The Dean knows that they're down in the the morgue. The very first thing he does is pick up an entire gurney with a dead body on it over his head and chucks it. (laughs) I think at that point, I throw a lot of shit in this movie. Well, I just say that's the very first thing he does. I think while, I mean, like in mid lift, I'd be like out the door (laughs) as fast as humanly possible. Well, remember they've locked the door from the inside. They like barred it so that nobody could get in to interrupt their experiment uh, yeah, good, yeah good plan yeah because really they after, weren't yeah, yeah. after, after all cat. their after all yeah. their previous yeah. after, efforts after 12 15 pound cat fucked them up you know yeah. let's shoot a 300 pound muscle guy <laughs> yeah so they they get him up and he's just this guy's huge i mean this is yeah. a big dude like i said like the, the actors like really tall yeah. really built i mean just huge so they've got a giant naked man just strangling them and and the what dean could be worse. Yeah, and the dean shows up and he's like pounding on the door. He's like, "What's going on in there? You're not reanimating anything in there, are you? <laughs> that was bullshit. It'll never work. You're crazy." So then, of course, you kids better not be reanimating <laughs> things in there. And Dan's like, "Nope, nope, no reanimated corpses that's, in here. None another, of them that, pissed off that, either." Yeah, I was gonna say that's another point. He doesn't believe this works, but he's really pissed that they're in the morgue. Like, yeah, what could go wrong? You know, yeah. well, Where are they gonna you know what can go wrong. Oh. Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double oh, yeah. kicking the door down on top of you and then jumping on yeah. it a few times. <laughs> I think that was the best. He's just like, fuck you. Big, big bear, big bear, big bear, yeah. big bear chase me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so the Dean is just fucked up already. It's great outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> right. <Okay>. Sorry. <laughs> We're still on that. No, he just, I couldn't remember what it was yeah. from. He was given that quizzical look, mm-hmm. but yeah, the Dean is completely, fucked up then and then they you know zombies just like shut fuck gonna kill somebody fuck so 
So Wes grabs the the bone saw. Yeah, bone he, saw. he's busy like just beating the dean against oh, yeah, the wall. Yeah. yeah, the dean's like everyone's screaming at him like, "No, stop!" Yeah, Dan's like, "Yo, stop! You brute! You brute!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> and West is like, "I got it." <laughs> yeah, grabs Get the, out bone of the way, saw. Dan. And not just not just you know does something like a doctor would do like you know sever some specific yeah like doesn't go for the spinal yeah. you know like the no back of the brain or anything he just, right he just goes door. right through the chest <laughs> uh, he just burrows his was, way out like an alien that was the first like like super gore like not just like medical shit kind of gore shot yeah. in the movie really and it was fabulous oh yeah, yeah. And the zombie's looking down like oh, what the fuck just happened <laughs> oh how <laughs> But yeah, so and then they realize they've got fresh meat. Yeah, because the doctor is effect- effectively dead. Yeah, West West's um, his hypothesis is that well, that body had been dead too long, mm-hmm. so that's why it freaked out. It's like, well, we got a fresh guy right here. Yep, he's dead. You know, and of course Dan's like, "Fuck, that's like my girlfriend's dad, <laughs> dude." Yeah, and he's like, "Well, he's dead anyway." So. Fuck. I kind of at this point, Dan had gone to his happy place. I mean, yeah. he was really kind yeah, of Dan, he, he helped was, him pick the body up, but really he was kind of gone. Yeah, yep. All Dan needed was a shower to be curled up. He in. was in fetal position, primed for a shower. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, of course, they throw him on the table, tie his arms down and give him the juice. And of course, he what does he do? He flips the fuck out. Yep. As yep. predicted. I think he's injecting them with steroids. No, he's injecting them with glow sticks. <laughs> glow sticks laced with anabolic steroids. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Either way, of course. Anyway, we're, we're I, like, I just I love all the timing in this movie because yeah. who shows up right then? Yes, <laughs> but Megan. Well, she was already. Yeah, I mean, there, she was there, you know? but it's like. But of course, you know, something happened. the The nurse that was watching her leaves. Of course, the you know the inept security guard yeah. guy is gone, so she just walk, can walk right into the morgue. Mm-hmm. Even though they never established what she did, but I, I gather she was not a medical student or anything like that. She's just she was just the I dean's daughter. Yeah, so. had free reign, I guess. But yeah, so they. Uh, I, I just love how West he like she's. <laughs> I don't know how she's buying any of his stories at this point because he's like, "Oh, your father came in and he was crazy and he <laughs> chucked a bone saw through this guy's chest and then he flipped out all screaming, you know, and and he's like in the corner just." drooling all over himself like a lunatic yeah he actually manages to not go as far as the others mm-hmm. or the other entities that have been yeah reanimated up to this point. like he tries to strangle them he hears her screaming at him and then he kind of like runs and hides in the corner yeah yeah that's what i'm saying i think like technically west had something down he just you know needed to do some unorthodox experimenting if mm-hmm. you will yeah. So well, anyway, I, I think that Dean, dude's gone. Yeah. Well, I think Dean was going to come around and be normal, given some time. But no, he wasn't. But yeah, he was. I think he was. But we find out later that you know they basically put crazy reanimated Dean in the in the care of Doctor Hill, the Herman Munster, John Kerry, evil mm-hmm. Doctor guy. Lurch. Yeah. Um, and of course he proceeds to lobotomize him so he can't do a damn thing, mm-hmm. and thus begins the plot that he's really. You know, he wants to basically take Wes' research for his own and claim mm-hmm. it as his own discovery. Yeah. So then begins yep. the diabolical plot to do that, where he attempts to blackmail him and all that. And Doctor John Kerry is a douche. <laughs> yes, he is. That guy had a very weird, very face. large head. Yeah, yeah. long, long. He face. had a long, long face, long face, like a horse. Yeah. So he goes to see West and basically goes, "I, I know what you've done. I, I, you know, I want it all." You give me all your notes. This is my, mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm taking, I'm turning you in. 
That's basically proving that West was completely right about him from the start. Right. And, uh, yeah, so West is like, oh, yeah, sure, here, look at the microscope. And while he's looking, he goes and grabs a shovel and whoom, off with his head. Yeah. We thought so, we were yeah. so convinced. Like, he is, he sits there looking through that microscope for so long, and it's with like his big old his, squishy eye, right? Yeah, his eye it. is right on top. We just figured you're yeah. going to get some. You're going to get a microscope in the brain in a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because they had to set up what actually happens, which is yeah, right. which severed head. In- infinitely better. And then he, of course, goes... He shovels his head yeah, off. Yeah, he basically away. chops yeah. his head off with a shovel. Right. And several, not like one clean, you know, swipe. It's like a... Yeah. <laughs> like he has <laughs> to step on the shovel a few yeah. times to get it yeah. through. Right. Like so you're the, trying to cut through a roof. And then <laughs> he's just kind of... He, he, just kind of picks up the head, throws it in the he in goes, the pan. I've never tried it on parts yeah. before. <laughs> well, it just it. The best part is he sits there for a second, like just kind of like, Ooh, wow, I good just killing. Yeah, he's like, I just chopped a dude's head off with a shovel, and then he's like, oh, wait a minute, wait one minute. Let's see what this does. So yeah, he injects not only the head but then the body. Yeah. Oh, but wait, we're forgetting a very important part. What's that? And that part is when he puts the head in the pan, he's trying to get the head to stand up. Oh, right. oh so yes. So he tries fruitlessly a couple times to just kind of balance the head. And he gets kind of frustrated with it. Looks to his right, sees one of those receipt paper spike things. You know, the things they use at like the restaurants yeah. to spike, mm-hmm. uh, I honestly, spike receipts spike on. Like, like you said, that's the only place I can think anybody actually uses those besides movies. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's using it dangerous. for notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so he, he picks that up, sets it in the pan and then, or yeah. more accurately, yeah. uh, squishes the head onto the spike. Yeah. Those things are like the, the office equivalent of like people that Lawn put, darts. put, yeah. well, no, they put knives upwards in a dishwasher. Oh God. You know, <laughs> like, whoop, oh, slippery kitchen. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. Why do people do that? I, no, you don't. Most people, sane people don't. I try to put forks like tines down. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah exactly. I don't yeah. Sharp shit down. Laces yeah. out, Dan. So. But anyway. I'm not dying for your motherfucking dishes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He, of course, what happens? Yeah. Bill wakes up. Yeah. He's talking to the head sort of like. Yeah. You know, and the body, of course, is autonomous behind him. And yeah. Because you, yeah. and he's like, wait, wait, you're saying something. Yeah. He's like, like West is so into it. He's Ooh. like, holy shit, this guy didn't freak out and go nuts. <laughs> this is kind of working. Yeah. He goes, you bastard. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what? Yeah. And then, and then the body, body slams smack. his face into the table. Body and, slam. Hey. Yep. So yeah, apparently the severed head can control the body, thus beginning the absolute abandonment of all things science. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. For, for for you know for real this time so yeah. like if anything else was kind of ludicrous before this is where it goes off the rails on a crazy mm-hmm. train so yeah so and, and you know i don't know this spends about the next half hour of the the guy plotting and carrying his head around and yeah like he he basically goes back to his office where you where you've got the dean locked up right in the padded cell and tells him it's time for whatever reason and in between now, like while, while he was getting his head chopped off, this is when, when uh, Dan and Megan were searching through his office, and they right. and Dan finds all this. Like the guy has locks of her hair, yeah, and just like weird pictures shit, and, yeah, yeah, like all sort, like basically showing that this guy's been obsessed with her for like right. his whole life. And the one thing, like I said, I I, I, I still don't, life, I yeah. still don't understand what it was, but I you know I like my explanation is there's like a piece of flannel in the 
in the in the, in the jacket. You, did you notice this? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I thought it might be a skirt, like a schoolgirl skirt. Yeah, or a scarf or something like that. Because he's a disturbed little Yeah, man. definitely. But I mean, you know, it's like, yeah. I have this from your lesbian yeah. times in college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah, they they, he, I still have they figure out he's Home Depot. he's really weird about her. He goes, he goes, he shows up later and tells the father, "Hey, tells the dean, hey, it's time." Yeah, that's all he tells him. And then he goes back to the morgue, sneaks in past the world's worst security guard again while wearing a basically like a medical dummy's head, yeah, like, yeah. A, like one of those cross section heads that you can take apart, mm-hmm. you know. While while Mace is reading Boudoir magazine. Yeah. <laughs> A gentleman's Aww, magazine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then uh, and then this is the end of the movie. This is, is this is when it goes falls out crazy yeah. fucked up. Dan is comforting Megan at the house. Suddenly, bam, there's the Dean zombie ba- bursting through the door. Right. Knocks Dan out immediately cuz yeah. Dan's kind of a pansy and knocks her out and then what do we see? He's carrying her into the morgue a minute later and Yep. And this whole yeah. time, like, God, you got David Gale's head sitting in this little, the little medical pan. Full of blood because full apparently blood. it needs blood that doesn't have anything to pump it into his head. But mm-hmm. whatever. Again, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. It just looks good to have it sitting there in a pan of blood. Yeah. So he sees her and he's like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, if, yeah, this is the point where it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Basically, strips all her clothes off. Mm-hmm. And chains her to the table. Right. And at this point, she's she's buck naked at this point. I mean, yep. she's... And they make a special point of briefly showing uh, when her dad is chaining... Or not chaining, but uh, putting the restraints strapping. on yeah. her. Yeah, strapping her to the table. Um, they made a special point of briefly showing one restraint that was uh, poorly secured. Okay. So yeah, no, it makes in, sense. This comes yeah, it makes in handy sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and then the body picks up the head. Yeah, sort of starts mouth raping her, basically. Yeah, and of course, at this point, she wakes up and it's is like, like uh, uh, what the fuck? Yeah, cool. What the fuck? Severed head, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, she hasn't been in on, like, you know, that yeah, he's headless, anything dead, that's going on. anything, yeah. you know. Last she knew, he was a fully functioning person. Now he's mm-hmm. headless reanimated head yeah guy. and he's like i've always loved you yeah <laughs> you know and she's basically like fuck fuck <laughs> okay the dead cat was one thing but fuck yeah i don't need a severed head licking me so i'm sure these are things that were definitely not in the r-rated version <laughs> of the most movie. likely so yeah he's basically licking her nipples and yeah yeah and then there's a shot Showing like a profile shot of he's about to go downtown to Chinatown. Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when that's when Dan and West burst through the door because yeah, West goes and finds Dan unconscious and hurry, we gotta go save her. Yeah. We're doctors, we're here to yeah. save you. And then West just walks in, starts talking shit. Well, yeah, that's right, because yeah, that's right. West goes in with the distraction, and mm-hmm. Dan's secretly, you know, secretly like sneaking in behind while Doctor Hill's monologuing to West, mm-hmm. and uh. You know, he unstraps her. And yeah, and Wes is just like, you're not a scientist. Right. You're a shit weasel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. No. But. but anyway, so this begins the the very crazy final battle, I suppose. I guess. Um, because about the time, that about that time, uh, Hill kind of realizes that he's, you know, they're sneaking out behind him because I think they bump into something or make some mm-hmm. sort of noise. And, and he just kind of goes, 
now it's time for my real plan. And all of a sudden, yeah. all the bodies in the morgue sit up. They have all been reanimated. They've all been reanimated. And, and apparently he is somehow mentally controlling all yeah. of them. What he, yes. he explains very quickly that he developed some sort of lobotomy procedure that took their free will away and allowed them to be controlled by him. Yeah. Apparently However by that mind works. voice or something. I don't know. Yeah. But he used, he used a, a laser drill. Laser right. drill. So yeah, so, they, yeah. So then they fight, fight, fight. Shit goes crazy. Lots of naked zombies yeah. beating up on people all over the place. Yeah, yeah. We're, Dan and his girl kind of get tossed around quite a bit. Yeah, they all grab West and they're throwing him on the table and they're about to lobotomize him. And the daughter screams at the dean, who's still kind of like out of his mind. She's like, "What? Are you, what does she yell at? She yells sometimes. She's like, "Look at me to talk to me, something like that." And yeah, then it clicks with the dean that he's actually. It's like, wait, what What the fuck? Oh. I almost let a severed head rape my daughter. Oh. What the shit? Yeah, so he starts hulking out on the other zombies. And yeah. Basically saves West from being lobotomized. Yeah. And then... St- starts fighting the headless body of, yeah. of Hill. And yeah, and he starts basically squishing his head. And all the other yeah. zombies are kind of like, ah! Because apparently... They're all feeling the same. Yeah, they're all, yeah whatever. But then West uh, kind of sort of redeems himself because he... Grabs two syringes and goes, jams them both into jams the body. Both the into the body, hill body, and then uh, to make enough of a distraction to let Dan and uh, Dan and Megan get out. Right, and then it sort of twitches around. The and body then, freaks out, and then just sort of explodes, and a giant bowel and, lasso. Bowel <laughs> lasso comes out. I've been waiting to say that for an hour. Okay, <laughs> bowel also lasso. bowel lasso. Either way, it's a giant intestine that wraps around West and basically starts to strangle him. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same point, someone spills like liquid nitrogen on the floor, so you can't see anything in there, and mm -hmm. shit gets real, real quick. Yeah. So, you know, there's your standard typical, oh, they're almost out, oh, one more zombie, oh, they're almost out, one more zombie. And they They get get to the the elevator, elevator. and one last zombie comes up, grabs hold of Meg, and starts strangling her. He runs and gets an axe. We mm. missed we missed something okay. before we get to this. Is what happens with Hill's head. Because remember, he squishes oh. it and oh, then yeah. yes. chucks it out the doorway, splatters it against the wall just as the security guard is walking by. Yeah. And he kind of looks in, looks down at the head, and then just turns around. Gets all wide eyed and runs out. What <laughs> and else? Runs away. None of that shit. No. Yeah, but that was just the just the throwing the head and having it explode against the wall. Like they use that gag yeah, twice yeah. and it worked both times. Both times, yeah. But so, yeah, so they get on the elevator. Anyway, one last zombie strangles her. He runs, grabs fire axe, chops the arm off, but it's, it's too late. She's it's too late. She's strangled. Late. So in a scene too reminiscent late. of the very first time we meet him in the movie, he runs upstairs, tries to give, you know, give get her, her back CPR. to the CBR and, you know, clear, you know, get the paddles only they, they only try for about, oh, 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, I love eh. that. That lady is like, I ain't got no time to save nobody's life. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is not the lady you want. I'm a doctor, not a reanimator. Because she's like, you've been doing that for like 10 seconds. Give it a rest, yeah. pal. It's time to give she's up. She's dead. It's, it's also Stuart Gordon's wife, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. a stone cold bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, so uh, they declare her dead. Yeah. So, of course, what is... What He's is, still got the bag. He does. And He's so still it, got the predator blood. <laughs> Yep. Glow juice. That's your very last shot of the movie is he's he about goes, to inject I her. I love you. Yep. Man. And then five or however many years later is Bride of the Reanimator <laughs> sequel. <laughs> anyway. We might have so, to watch that. Yeah. We went a little long-winded on that. Let's, let's rate this. 
All right. Uh, no, I'm I'm going to say this. Okay. It is not a bad movie. It is a campy movie. Right. There's a very big difference. Yeah. This this may have broken our mold a little bit because we yeah. we generally try to stay away from things that. I mean, you could argue anything. Stuart Gordon is a little bit campy and kind of maybe knows it, but whatever. But no, but I mean, as far as structure yeah. and filmmaking, this is actually yeah, into, really well done. Yeah. You know, like like scenes like with the swinging sure. light. Sure, sure, yeah. Just the way the way they set everything up. It's but it, it's it, a very yeah. It is kind of a B horror oh, movie. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, yeah. So it does kind of. It's I guess it's on the. It skirts a line. We, we 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 went safe. I mean, we went safe for last week. We wanted we wanted to end big. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, but I would definitely I would go four jocks on it. There's a lot of really good stuff. Yeah, that's right where I'm sitting. Yeah, part. But I'm and I'm not sure why I can't go five. Like I'm not sure why I didn't love this. Because when when you turn when you look at the sum of the parts, you're like, man, this yeah. is so, this is so crazy awesome. Yeah, but yeah. yet there's something holding it back, and I'm not sure what that is. Mm, I think it's rewatchability. Uh, is for me. I mean, like, I could rewatch this again, like, in a year or two, maybe. You know, but my definition of of, of amazing five jocks movie is like I could watch this tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not cheering about it. You know, I'm not I'm not juiced up yeah. about this movie, and I think that's what keeps it from getting a five. Okay, I'm I'm. Pretty much a, a solid. I was a three before we started talking about it, but uh, I've worked myself up to a four for this one. No, well, anything that gets a cheer out of us, like that cat hitting the wall. Yeah. yeah. We're not sadists. It's, it's just, you know, it's yeah. hilarious the way it shot. Yeah. So. yeah. Yes. We're, and plus, we're, we're, you know, it's already a dead cat cats. anyway. I mean, yeah. really, come on. But but the whole it's thing just game. the whole thing just strikes the right tone, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's definitely yeah. well worth well worth throwing into your Halloween movie rotation. Sure. Yeah. You just you have to be a, the person who can handle buckets of blood. I mean, we're yeah. talking evil one, evil dead one levels of blood, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they really go all out with it. Yeah. Okay. But it's a lot, a hell of a lot of fun. It is. It's a ride. Stuart Gordon strikes again. Damn straight. Good job, Stu. All right, let's take a break. And That's we have a good idea. other things to talk about. New movies. Yeah. I have some old movies too. Not is new movies. Right. Okay. We'll be back. And welcome back. Hey, Bamfcast. Second half of the Bamfcast. The number two. Half. Right. So, BJ, Woo. we're going to let you yes. take it away because you've seen the newest of the new. Uh, why not? You know, Have I seen the, the newest? The newest of what we are going to talk about, probably. So, yeah, I saw uh, Red yesterday taking advantage of the $5 movie at uh, the uh, AMC theaters. And uh, I went to the one that we probably shouldn't go to, but it was a uh, Monday. Monday early afternoon, so it was kind of safe. I've I've been there twice since I swore off of it. I'm yeah, not, I'm not gonna lie. I saw the American there. There you go. Yeah. So I think you're pretty safe with that one. <laughs> if you, yeah, it's it's Just saying. certain movies. I yeah. think you have to be careful of. But uh, considering time of day and proximity, I I needed to go there as opposed to anywhere else. Right. But um, actually, I really liked it. It was kind of um. It had a little bit of a heist movie feel to it because of there's, you know, planning and um, execution, pretty much planning and execution, Hmm. you know, 
breaking into somewhere. And then it um, had some really good action in it. Um, Ernest Borgnine was not part of the action, but he was a really good part of the movie, I thought. Um, he plays a, a records keeper at the CIA. And I don't know if that's really a spoiler or anything. or I don't think it is, but... I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, so spoilers, Ernest Borgnine's Man, in it. Man, totally ruined the movie for me. Yeah, but... Uh, he, now all I'm going to be doing is wait until Ernest Borgnine shows up. Yep. Oh, well. But, uh, no, he's a, he's a pretty charming part of it, I guess. Um, I don't know. It gets the kind of the Bruce Willis action movie seal of approval for me. You know, it's not... Certainly not a diehard type of action movie. Yeah, I'm, but I'm trying to think of the last one of those that qualifies. <laughs> I mean, the last Die Hard no, movie? No, like the last Bruce Willis action movie. Probably the last Die Hard. I mean, yeah. four. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty good. Um, Helen Mirren is pretty badass. You know, everybody's like, oh, Helen Mirren, woohoo, she gets to shoot. I wish she would have had a bigger part in it. Okay. Because I thought she was pretty strong in her character. Um, Mary Louise Parker is so-so, I guess. Um, not real exciting, but she wasn't, you know, she didn't bring it down, I guess. Okay. Uh, there's not enough Morgan Freeman, I think. There never is. Never. And uh, I don't think there's enough John Malkovich either, even though there's a lot of them. I think they could have. He looks really awesome in this. He is. He um, Like Malkovich completely unhinged. Probably usually has steals been. the movie at several points, just fucking going crazy and being John Malkovich. Um, and that's, that's, that's about it. I don't want to... I don't want to go into too many details. It's not like there's anything really, you know, exciting or spoilery, but, um, oh, uh, who else? Uh, there's one other guy that's in it. Uh, Carl Urban. No. Richard no. Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. He's in it too? Yes. Richard Dreyfus is in this movie. Man. And he's pretty good. I enjoyed it. But uh, I really had a good time watching it. I was, uh, I stayed till the end hoping there would be something after the credits. Was there? There was not. Okay. So do not wait until the end of the credits. Helpful tip. All you will get is the blue screen. Aw. And that will be fucking boring. (laughs) The end of the film. Yeah. Um, Also, it's I think it's PG-13. Huh. So it's not going to be as like crazy, over-the-top, violent uh, curse words all over everywhere. Warren Ellis' Twitter account isn't even (laughs) PG-13, much less anything he writes. Yeah. So um, yeah, but apparently this has basically yeah, I know. nothing to do with the actual comic. I know. So he got yeah, paid. But if you like me, if you don't know anything about I, the comic going into it, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know what else Robert Schwinke has done, but I'm looking at it now. The, the, the director. Yeah. Hair director. The time traveler's wife. Flight plan. You're not, you're not selling me. Yeah, on this movie I was about yet. to say you are not selling me. Yeah, it's. He hasn't really directed anything outstanding, but this is pretty yeah. good. I, okay. I liked it. I, um, there's that, the only thing like that, uh, like the Bruce Willis stepping out of the cop car scene in that movie is the Bruce Willis stepping out of the cop car scene, which is pretty cool. They don't, it, they cut it up like they do in the, uh, in the preview. Okay. So you, I really wish I would have gotten to see that, like, I got really excited about that particular stunt when I saw the trailer and I thought, oh man, I really hope they do like a solid shot of this because I CGI or anything or however they're going to do it. It looks really cool. And I'd like to, like to see a straight, you know, a straight shot of that. And they didn't, unfortunately, they chopped it up a little bit, but mm. yeah, they, mm. they're like three different camera angles that they cut to for it. But, uh, so is it's this, still really cool looking. Is this a um, worth seeing for $5 or just at this point, wait for home video? 
Um, I'd see it for five bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you can if you can catch it in one of the one of the bigger theaters, it'd be nice because it was in a small theater. Okay. And it wasn't, you know, they didn't really crank it up. So. Uh, right. You know, if you can if you can see it in a bigger theater, that would be good. Okay. But cool. Um, also, I saw something I just wanted to talk about for a second. There was there's a movie coming out, and I don't remember what it was, but it was one of the trailers before Red, and it's obviously in 3D, but it said shot in 3D. Okay. And I'm wondering if they're going to start making that a point to they should to tell you which movies were shot in 3D to try to get you which to ones see them in up 3D conversions, right? Which ones are crap versions, concrapted, um, but uh, drawn. Yeah, I don't know if they're Jackass three, Jackass three D is shot in three D. Shot yeah. in three D, and I actually I think I've mentioned it before, but I really would like to see that in three D. And I almost almost pressed the button for it yesterday instead of red. I was tempted, but apparently a lot of other people wanted to see it too. Really? Yeah, it it did really well. Has done. This is cool. the second week. I might have to see it sometime this week then, but it will be after. Yeah, it's pulled in like eighty million dollars or something crazy. Already. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Maybe it'll stay in theaters longer so I can see it. So that's yeah. one of the things I'm yeah. trying to do. I'm going to try to do more is actually see movies in the theater more. I've probably said that four times. But. Uh, a lot of people I've read uh, say Paranormal Activity 2 is better than the first one. I was about to say that too. I've heard that from quite a few places. <laughs> I, he- I heard somebody talking about going to see it. They're like, I'm going to see Paranormal Activity 2. I'm like, don't, don't do it. Yeah. No, I've only heard one person say that it was better than the first one or that the first one was better. Oh, okay. And I didn't exactly trust that person's okay. taste. Well, but you know, it's kind of enough people have said that it was really good. And a lot of the reviews I've read have kind of pointed to like, it seems like they retained the stuff I liked in the first one. I like that. I love that kind of movie, not necessarily found footage movies, but I love a good ghosty thing. Yeah. I just Woo. wanted to, I wanted, I was rooting for the ghost cause I hated those people so much. Yeah. So <laughs> that doesn't get me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, we might have to, I don't, I don't know. Oh, ghost. I don't know if I can do that in the theater again, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. For five bucks? And from what I've heard also that there's like a lot, there's so many long periods of silence that it's almost better to see it alone because, you know, in the theater you got people that... Crunch, crunch. Yeah. Or, it's just like almost like there's too much silence and people like start yelling or, you know, just feel like... Yeah. You know, pulling the George Costanza. Oh, that's got to hurt. You know, that sort of thing. So... <laughs> Yeah. There was a guy behind us in the theater that did that a little bit. Mm. He was commentating. He was, luckily, he was just witty enough to to not get the turnaround stare. Kind of like us whenever we go to a movie. <laughs> yeah. We're just witty enough to not get the turnaround stare. Yeah. But uh, it was amusing having a commentary that wasn't myself. At this point, because it's completely gone out of the theaters, I, there's one thing I, I feel horrible for not mentioning when I was talking about let the right or let me in I keep wanting to call the right one in because that's mm-hmm. the real fucking movie but um there's a point that the movie kind of just completely lost me much like the the Nilla knock in, in paranormal activity mm-hmm. um I think did I tell you this already no oh, I'm okay. just thinking about the Nilla knock yeah. um there's a part and it's it's from the original movie but there the kids go out to go skating on a on a frozen lake and they're all kind of standing around, and, and the bully yes, kid. Yes, you did tell okay, me about this. The bully kid is uh, picking on on the main character kid, and the main character kid kind of reaches behind him and pulls out this. Uh, 
I guess it's like a property marker iron, you know, iron stake type of thing. And he's holding it like he's about to beat the shit out of the kid. And the kid looks at him and he goes, give me the stick. And immediately I turned to Tommy and goes, give don't him. give him the stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I, I was gone from that point. It was like, I I checked out of the movie because I just couldn't stop laughing about you that. And they were yourself. fucking, I mean, they were on ice. You know, it's like, Aww. it was. it's so like, it's so apropos. You almost think like that was like intentionally a joke kind of thing. Some kind of setup. Yeah. Like the director's like, I'll just put this in there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. But anyway, oh, come in the stack. What the fuck are you kids doing in my fucking eyes? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, did you say anything, Mackie? No, no. God. The only thing I can talk about is got my Yo, alien box, alien anthology Blu-ray mm. box set oh, man, today. It's the rays of blue. Like honestly, this gets packaging of the year for me. Yeah, that's like this is awesome. really fucking like, sharp. Like. Are, are those each individual, like, are there pages? Oh, okay. All right. They're, like, it, really thick cardboard pages. Almost like a kid's book. Yeah, but, like a golden yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah, it, but, but I it mean, looks it's just... like It looks like they're... When you had the book closed, it looks like looked like it was actual, you know, thin mm-hmm. pages, like a yeah. like a regular book. But that is really cool packaging. Yeah, I it's just... Say. It's really sharp. It's, it's one of those things that makes you, like, it kind of feels like it justifies the fact that you just spent this much money to get four movies. Right. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's got yeah. it's got the uncut um, Alien Three documentary, which nice. I still haven't had a chance to watch any of this are, yet. Are any of the movies themselves longer, other than the second one? They all four of them have different have cuts. What's that little cut? booklet in the back? It also has a little booklet in the back that explains what what's on everything. Yeah. Oh, oh the only okay. the only like other cut on of, each disc. Yeah. The only other cut of Alien One I've That's ever seen cool. throws back in the the one the kill me scene. Yeah. Well, like, there was like the 2003 oh, special edition hey. cut kind of because they wanted to re-release it in theaters. So, so uh, Ridley Scott made an alternate cut. Yeah. Which I think has that back in it. I'm trying to remember. It's been I watched it when I first got the uh, the quadrilogy box <laughs> the set. The made up word box set. Yeah, the quadrilogy yeah. box set had it, and I remember watching it then and not liking it as much as the original. Yeah, it did kind of break. Well, it breaks the it breaks the momentum yeah. very and, and sharply. Exactly I mean, it's one of those things that's cool to see, but you know, right. But yeah, but I mean, this just, it's much like the original ending to Army of Darkness. It, it sets up a, it's good, such it, a downer. It, it sets up a sequel, which is good, but nothing on, in the history of film tops the S-Mart scene. I go on record as saying that because <laughs> I just did. Yeah. It is nothing in better. film history tops that five minute sequence. I can't argue with you. So yeah, I could, but, but why? But yeah, I can't wait to watch these in high def. Right. In high definition. Harlow lamented that they're only 5.1 DTS HD mixes. That's, that's just a, that's a lot of Blu-rays. I, I, yeah. I'm sad about that. And I explained to him that it's because he is the only person that has a 7.1 mix in his house. So Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, that's pretty much all you can buy is 7.1 receivers. Do the people just not bother to set up the centers? Yeah. Okay. I had space and speakers are cheap. So, <laughs> why not? Good for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, think yeah. anybody's like that, really excited about seven point. That's no, all you I can got. The difference. It's I have a couple movies that are, but yeah, but I don't think anybody's like oh, really juiced about it. It doesn't break it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, but that's all I got. If you're into good packaging, get Alien Anthology. If you like good packages, pick up Alien yeah. Anthology. I ordered uh, the Rocky Horror Blu-ray release, and I think it has seven point one sound, which is insane because it's based off of a mono mix movie. Weird. Like, I don't. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> you take single channel mono, mono and turn it into 7.1, but 
Hey, whatever. If you if you spend the time to remaster it, you I can suppose so. You can cut it up bit by bit and right. So what have I watched? I, I went on a horror movie bender this weekend. Um, I watched one movie that we we tossed and turned. We we were thinking of doing over Shockwaves until we read the description of Shockwaves, and it was then it was game over, which is probably good because uh, this movie was very odd. But I watched the Gore Gore Girls. Oh yeah, you mentioned yeah. that to me earlier this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really? Um, I don't know what I don't know what it is about. I watched two movies from 1972 this weekend. They had a very weird sensibility in their movies. It was like we can put whatever extreme levels of gore. I mean, shit that like by by that date standards would make it stand out like you know, the like hostile or saw would now. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're corny at the same time, like in weird ways. I mean, the Gorgor girls literally had scenes that made you feel like it was a Marx brothers movie where like the main character would break the fourth wall and talk to the camera. And it's just really mm-hmm. bizarre. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it. I mean, if maybe it's like an oddity of the past, I mean, cause it's 1972 and I mean, this has, kind of some ridiculous amounts of gore in really? it for that time period. I mean, for any time period, really, but, you know, shitty special effects nonetheless. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's obviously super low budget, super, super low budget movie, but I just decided to watch it because why not? But the other one from 1972 I watched is, uh, I think another one we maybe briefly talked about doing is Wes Craven's first movie, the original Last House on the Left. And... <laughs> Better than the remake? <laughs> I never saw the remake. But, uh, yeah, again, it's it's like it was doing things that were groundbreaking in that just on a, on a different kind of level of, of gore and disgustingness. But the whole time there's like this weird hippie music playing soundtrack. It, it's, okay. it's, it's just a weird sensibility movie. Like, I, I don't know if it was supposed to be a farce or what? Cause it's like, it goes really dark in the second act. I mean, I don't know if you know anything about what the movie's about, but Mm-mm. it's basically two, two like maybe college age girls, maybe late high school age girls go into the city to see a concert. And it's your typical morality tr- tale. They're like trying to score some weed before they go to the big show. Yeah. And they, they, weed. They, talk, they end up talking to this random guy on the street and it just weed. happens. He's like, part of this group of escaped convicts that they've been kind of talking about in the background of the movie the whole time. And they basically capture them and torture them and humiliate them and eventually kill them. And, you know, so it's a family comedy. (laughs) Yeah. And then it's the feel good hit of the summer. And then basically like the, the, the climax of the movie where they actually kind of kill them happens not, but like half a mile away from one of the girl's houses. Like they start in the city and they somehow end up in in the country and they're, literally like right next to her house, mm-hmm. you know, just by sheer coincidence kind of thing. Aww. And so, you know, so they almost made it almost. Yeah. And then it's like, there's a whole weird third act where the parents find out and get revenge basically. Really? <laughs> yeah. It just, it goes, that just got more interesting. It gets really bizarre at that point. But yeah, it's like I said, the whole sens- sensibility of these, both, both these movies from 1972 is very strange because it's like very dark and yet, kind of weird and like is this supposed to be serious serious or is this a farce like i just i don't know i 
I guess this is a whole world of film I never knew anything about that I don't know what the what the intention or the dramatic effect they were going for is mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a very weird vibe from both of those movies. But would anyway. you recommend watching either of them? Uh, Last House on the Left sounds more interesting, at least from what you're describing. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely almost worth seeing just because like you can later see you know see more about Wes Craven and what you know where he went came from if you're interested in his career at all um he hasn't done anything with it in a, in a little while now but mm-hmm. you know, but whatever I, I found it interesting but i was kind of on a west craven kick because the next two movies i want to talk about is i decided to watch the original nightmare on elm street hadn't seen it in, in years and uh it's available yeah. it's available on in uh on netflix in hd so oh in hd yeah, it's oh nice cleans up really really well i mean that movie still looks pretty amazing for being mm, how was it 26 years old now i think 84 came yeah. out so but yeah um so i watched that and you know like i said seen it before just felt like rewatching it but johnny depp dies real good yeah and uh the next movie i talked about i i kind of want to take contention with what you said about the movie kick-ass about being the geekiest movie ever made because i okay. think i have a bigger contender for that what is it Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That is I love New Nightmare. The weirdest, most meta movie I've ever seen, yep. I think. I think I'd seen it somewhere, but I think it was one of those like I watched it completely out of context, like not having seen the original Nightmare in a long, long time. But watching it back to back, my God, there's a like a million and one callbacks to the original and very, very strange things that makes it just an extremely geeky movie. Hmm. I think you're thinking geeky in a different way than I am. Well, I mean, what what do you mean? Like, because this one, it's like you have to have such an such an innate memory of like, like you have to have so much knowledge of that first movie, right? In order to enjoy New Nightmare, yeah. Whereas, but- whereas Kickass is just like nerdy, nerdy. There's no other way to describe it. I guess I don't really see what you're getting. I, I thought yeah, you meant you're thinking, of, that, you're thinking of different types of, I thought you meant like things that most people wouldn't get, but nerds would out of kick-ass. Is that not what you mean? Or you just mean the characters kinda, involved? But, kinda, I mean, but like that's I said, not really. I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen kick-ass. So I'm trying to remember. Now, yeah. I mean, but, new nightmare is just like one of those, like it's basically made for an extremely small subset of people. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, I guess it can appeal. It is like the most fan-made movie. Yeah, of it's, any a, it's movie. just like you weird because the movie practically can't make any sense if yeah. you have not seen. Basically, yeah, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and and know like not only just know it, but like know who is involved in making it. I mean, mm-hmm. like the fact that the main actress is herself in New Nightmare, mm-hmm. and John Saxon shows up and is John Saxon, and you know, I mean, it's like I'm kind of bummed that they never have Wes England meet. Freddie, what's that? Or Robert Englund got Wes Englund. Robert Englund like never really meets Freddie. Oh movie. yeah, the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 just weird. Like I said, it's just a very 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 strange movie, and made for like I said, an extremely small subset of people. And it's really good though. I don't think I would have. <laughs> remotely, I really like it. I wouldn't have remotely come close to as appreciating it as much as I would if I hadn't literally Just watched them watch. back to back. I mean, yeah. I like finished watching See, one, the last went time through I a load of laundry and like, watched the, the next one. The last time I saw it was after I got the Nightmare on Elm Street box set. Yeah. Way back, God, that was like probably 12 years ago now. I can't even remember how long it was, but 
I watched all of them like in sequence, pretty, pretty, basically. Yeah, yeah, in sequence, like over the course of a weekend. So by the time I got to the seventh one, you know, and maybe the fact that I watched that right after watching Freddy's Dead kind of yeah. helps. Um, yeah. But yeah, but that's I, the one I that just, has a 3D sequence at the end, right? Yes. Oh, God. And they even gave you glasses with the yeah. DVD. Oh, okay. The red and blue awesome. glasses. So it didn't look all that good. No. It didn't yeah. look good in the theater either. No. But, uh, I, I just, I love all the callbacks. I love how the, when the babysitter chick dies, it basically mirrors the scene with, uh, with the girl in the, in oh, the yeah. first one where yeah, she Tina. gets like, she's getting thrown around on the ceiling. And right. Yeah. But I mean, even the, uh, did you notice, I mean, I don't know, even if having watched the movies in between, you might've not even noticed, but like the nurse, one of the nurses in the hospital was the same actress who played the teacher in the first one really who like was there when she falls asleep in class and then freaks the fuck out Mm -hmm. in the middle of class it was the same kind of weird looking lady playing a nurse but you know just like little things like that i mean like minor characters showed up at like the funeral scene and things like that i mean it was bizarre like basically anyone that was involved in this movie short of like johnny depp showed up and was somewhere in new nightmare basically very bizarre yeah but anyway so there's something to watch they're both on netflix all of all the ones i just mentioned are Yay, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix is kind of awesome that way. I might have to watch the original Nightmare on Elm Street again. Yeah, it looks good. Really good in HD. I'm mm. surprised. Even the even the mannequin getting pulled through the window at the end? That just all <laughs> still looks kind of dumb. Yeah, that that ending just feels tacked on. Oh, yeah. That, that ending has never sat right with me. No, I mean, that's always it felt did. like a studio ending. Like, we may want to make more of these. <sighs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, it's a good like out of left field. What the fuck just happened? Oh, but that's one. That's uh, one other thing I want to mention about watching Last House on the Left is I never. It was one of those like I didn't, you know, mid movie watch any or go like run to IMDb or read anything. But I'm really starting to see that one of Wes Craven's big trademarks is kind of convoluted booby traps to catch things because they go through this crazy booby trap sequence in Last House on the Left. You know, much like she does when she's going to catch Freddy at the end mm-hmm. of the original Nightmare. It's just kind of one of his things, at least in his early movies. So, just kind of something to watch out for. They, you know, both have this equally, like, setting up very crazy ways of mm-hmm. stopping or slowing down or killing the yeah. killing the killers. So, Booty traps? Yes. Uh. <laughs> Slick shoes. So, um, speaking of Netflix. Oh, are we? Yes, are you? I don't know. Are you done? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've rambled enough about Russ Craven and one other guy. All right, I gotta I gotta preface this uh, because <laughs> otherwise Mackie will throw something at me and I'll have to justify it. So go um, on. Boondock Saints, the original, is not a what one would call a good film. Might not even be a good movie, but I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I thought it was fun. It's definitely a good movie. It's not a good film. By my definition. Okay, fair enough. It's a very well-made movie, the first one. Okay. It's a decent flick. Yeah. According to you guys. It's a decent flick. I mean, it's not not going to win any, you know, Oscars or anything. It's been around a long time. Either Um, you love it or you hate it. Do you hate it? It's a brain enema. It's fucking terrible. So you hate it? Yes. That didn't sound like a praise, I mean. Well, it didn't sound like a hate. Ebert says... Brain enema. It's a brain enema. Up. I mean, you know, a brain I'm enema sorry. could be a it's... good thing in the right setting. Mm, okay. 
And maybe it's just because everyone overhyped the shit out of it, but yeah, some people went but, fucking retarded about about it. But it had some really great lines, and it was a lot of fun. For hey, me. my two favorite movies are Citizen Kane and Boondock Saints. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, because so, you are really into film. I am really, really into film. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I. So you watched the original Boondock Saints. No. Because you were feeling too smart for your own good and you wanted to dumb yourself down a little bit. No, so, I, I, I've so seen it a few... you to bro out, watch some Boondock Saints? <laughs> I've seen Boondock Saints a few okay. times. Um, I decided, because it popped up on Netflix not too long ago, to finally test the waters and see Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day. I had heard from uh, sources that I don't trust as to quality of movies that it was great. <laughs> So I knew that I wasn't really in for a good movie, even. And I gotta say, it's really bad. I really don't... I didn't want it to... I did not want it to be as bad as it is. I wanted it to be at least some dumb fun. But I couldn't even get through what I suspect was the first 30 minutes, I I think. I think it was about 30 minutes I made it through. It shows on my Netflix account as I watched the entire way through. But that's only because I gave up. I gave in to sleep. If it was any good, I would have stayed up and watched it. But mm-hmm. I was laying there, my eyes were getting heavy, and I was like, uh, uh no, nah, just check out. I'll turn it <laughs> off later. And fell asleep. Everything about this movie is forced. Like, the plot, the acting, the just there's there's nothing that is genuine in this movie. It's all just terrible. So they remade the first one is what you're saying. No, 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 no. You're dumb. <laughs> you don't know anything about movies. Um, <laughs> no. Way to win an argument. <laughs> yes. I, I want. You're just like, <laughs> you're just like Hitler. Um, sorry. Wow. Sorry you like shit. Wow. Hey, I can't, I, I can't I, help it. I do it. not allow that. I can't help it if you like shit. <laughs> Some people cannot be saved from themselves. So fine. But yeah, but right, so I've Boondock already, Saints 2. Okay, he already Godwinned you, so let's it, move on. Right. It, man. It if, just didn't match up to the majesty that was Boondock Saints 1. <laughs> did you not hear like me? the incredible awesomeness that was Boondock Saints Did you not Saints hear one. me tell you that it wasn't? <laughs> you were just fucking with me and I hate you. <laughs> so hey, much. So Trump card always wins. Gremlins 2. Please continue. <laughs> so. The fuck ever. Like everything, everything that was right and everything that was right about gremlins one not there at all in gremlins two i understand everything that i i guess everything how that can made, you like that fucking movie how i don't understand how anyone can like boondock fucking saints you, unless they're fucking retarded it's obvious that i'm not fucking retarded right i don't get it all right i, I there's, guess there's I guess something it's like about, twilight for me it's like people go nuts over it and i'm not nuts over it but you just i i I just have to guess that you just don't get it. Whatever it is that is there to get, you just don't. I think it's never extremely happen. oversold on a on a movie that's pretty shitty. decent. No, there's a difference. Shitty. Yeah. Okay, let me think of something. There. I, would you call the Mummy one a bad movie? Yeah, but I like it. Would you still would call it a bad movie? Like it's the first one is not really. What, a, is, what the hell is wrong with you? The first one is you're absolutely a, retarded. The first one is like I would say average to mildly above average movie standard wise, mm-hmm. but it's damn fun. 
Boondock yeah. Saints, same way. There you it's go. It's not Pulp Fiction. It's it's the mummy of... It's like someone watched Pulp Fiction and said, I can make that. Okay. It's like the eh. mummy. It's like mummy. Like somebody watched Indiana Jones and said, I can make that. Guy apples Stevens. and oranges. No, it's not. Apples and oranges. Oh, come it's, on. It's, it's apples come and on. apples, I think. The mummy could have been called fucking Indiana Jones 4. It was better than Indiana Jones 4. But yes. <laughs> anyway, it's the same kind of anyway, thing. Anyway. Just like so National Treasure. Treasure. Too. Right. Don't it's watch shit. it. It's absolute shit. It is Indiana Jones 4. Oh, Did man. you watch Boondock Saints I've seen Saints the whole too? damn thing, so. Why? Because I, I stick with movies. Because he watches shitty movies. I stick with a movie if I make a decision to watch something. Man, I, I just couldn't. Man, everything was terrible. God. And I don't I don't even want to say anything specific about this movie. I will. Because I don't want, I don't want to tempt people to watch it. I'm only going to say one thing, is that I've decided that Clifton Collins Jr. is fucking terrible. And most anything uh, he's ever in... He, wait, wait, his name's Runs. Clifton Collins Jr. and he's yes. playing a fucking Mexican in this? I don't know where he's from. The fuck is wrong? God, everything sucks about that movie. Whatever. But I know pretty much like he shows up and, and ru- he's like the uh, Nicky Cat of, of movies. He just ruins things. Um, the thing is, is, like you can look through his filmography and you will see good movies. He's like the Gremlins 2 of movies. He, he ruins he, he must have small roles or something, but... Basically, he didn't do any favors to extract, you know, like, which was a mediocre movie at best anyway. But then it was like he was just doing the Diedrich Bader role from Office Space. Mm-hmm. So it was like, why didn't you just get him if you're going to have somebody doing that? And then he shows up in Boondock Saints and I'm like, fuck this guy. I'm, I'm done with this guy. And so much so do I have I have animosity toward this guy that he showed up in an extremely small role in Scott Pilgrim, and it was like, motherfucker, <laughs> what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> you get out of here now. You get out of this movie now. But yeah, so, yeah, I just, that guy, he's on my Nikki Cat list. So. He should be forcibly ejected from any movie that might be Pretty good. much, yeah, yeah. So, that's all I got to say. I about have to look this things. guy up now. You'll, you'll probably recognize him, because he actually has been in good movies, but somehow. Anywho. Anywho, I think we're is about it time to give people contact information I think so, so all those Boondock Saints fans can be like, yeah, Mackie, Mackie fuck you, man, fucking toilet you death. You don't get it, you dude. don't get it, toilet death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fucking huge fucking. Guy. Why don't we make like yeah. a tree and get the fuck out of here? Ha ha ha. Yeah, good line. Moving on. It's from Back to the Future, except they added a fuck to it because, of course, that's what's funny. God, I just don't even know you. <laughs> or wish you didn't. <laughs> At this point, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. Like I said, this, this is a weird battle to have to fight because I I don't... It's like, I don't want to stick up for Boondock Saints. It's just like... But I... I, I know. No, 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 oh, no. Yeah. I, I totally it, get it. I totally get it. It's like you're you're defending a movie that doesn't... At least I'm not the only one. At least I'm not the one retard in the group. Doesn't... In this, in this it, well, particular it's like a movie that, like, instance. Why? Why would you pick on that? You know, that's that's just all I feel about it. It's like, yeah, that was fun. I just don't know no, how you could hate it so much. And some people take it too far. Some people watch it like this guy. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying oh. some people take their love too far. They oh, they yeah, watch yeah, it too yeah. goddamn many times, and they talk about it all the time, like it's the only movie they've ever seen. What I'm saying is, it's it's a mummy of that kind of movie. It's just it's pretty to me, good. there's no difference between that and like the big hit, which is another piece of fucking I, shit. I never saw that one. It's terrible. Don't bother. 
Okay, it's we are the creating same a rift movie. in the Banff cast. Yeah. There's what going about to be Smoking Aces. How do you feel about that? Never saw it. Okay, but he hates it anyway. Probably. No, it's your principle. I, <laughs> I had interest in seeing it, and then, then I never did. So, all right. Well, okay. All right. So anyway, if you want to get in touch with us and send me fire. hate mail, <laughs> BJ right. can tell you the ways in a rapid fire style. First off, website bmfcast.com email bmf at bmfcast.com twitter twitter.com slash bmfcast Fache book facebook.com slash bmfcast itunes just fucking search for it you retards <laughs> <laughs> i mean but at least give us five stars once you find it yeah yeah that's really more what we were looking for there it's yeah. under the category boondock saints fan cast <laughs> it is <laughs> rate and review saint cast rate and review subscribe yeah and finally, the most important thing ever you will ever do, except for watch Boondock Saints, <laughs> the Garfield phone. 910-5-JOCKS-BMF. 910-552-556-9263, right? I'm Nine, starting to know You it have now. said it how many times know, in your life? <laughs> nine one, I'm always reading it. 910-556-9263. There you go. Give us a call. You'll get on the BAMFcast. We didn't have anybody this week, so no. listen up. That's cool because we rambled plenty of ourselves. Yeah. You ready to hear everybody that called in the Garfield phone? You ready? There it is. And uh, that's your fault. Call next us. week, we expect the legions of Boondock Saints fans yes. to call in. Call up. And the legions do. of Boondock Saints haters. Call up, call up and tell us specifically why Mackie is wrong. This you know seem- what? If you agree with me, please call in too. Yeah, no, seriously. And tell us specifically why he's Cause, right. Because honestly, like... I'm the only one that has this hate for this movie that I know of. That's because you're the only person like it's you're just, the only person I know of that has just that exists. hate for it. So we need we need to break this shit down scientifically. This is like arguing football rivalries. It's like you're n- neither of you are right. They're both higher levels of education. They're both you shut your face. <laughs> I'm just shut saying, your face. Either school has a valid argument. USC sucks, and okay. there's nothing you can say about it. Boondock Saints killed my family. These Gator fans. <laughs> why are you? Why are you diminishing that? Right. Anyway, I'm yeah, Mackie. Your family sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. I'm he's, Mackie. He's Mackie, and he hates Boondock Saints. I'm Harlow. I kind of like it, and I'm the Beach, and I probably like it more than more than Harlow. But I'm not really the biggest fan on the planet of it. I just think it's kind of pretty good and fun. Fuck you both. <laughs> We're out. See you guys.